BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, Money Movers, welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. So here's the point. At seven, we are so happy to do what? Send that, that kid to school. We tell them for about five to seven years, when you turn 16, you about to go and do what? Get a job, a just over broke, to make another family's last name more valuable. Mm -hmm. They get contracts, they may get paid $1,000 for every hour that you put in, but you're getting paid what? Maybe 10? That ain't even 10% of the thousand. So just un once you start understanding money and you start understanding systems and systematic racism, and you start trying to figure out how do I put black and white in order so that my kid can be empowered? How do you do it? You start an LLC. You go to your secretary of state. You figure out how to start the business. You get a business bank account. You separate yourself. That's the biggest thing. You don't just be a sole proprietor out here trying to make something work. You actually form a business with the idea that it's going to be successful. But you don't just stop at the one business, starting it, you get seven to eight streams of income. Every idea that you have, that should be a business structure. If you like to write poetry, that's a business. If you like to do lawn service or you're just good at it, that's a business. 
So just getting people with understanding that you can pay your child and it's a tax deduction for you, but it's also a way to teach them financial literacy at a very early age and get them bankable. So here's how it works. You have a, a home-based business, whether it's you selling Avon, you're self-employed, you do taxes from home, right? Because that's how I started. And then your child is seven, they're 10, they're 15. Mom, I got a field trip. Mom, I need new teeth. Uh, not new teeth, Lord. I need, <laughs> Lord Jesus, help them babies. I need, stop drinking pop. <laughs> no, but you know, your, your kid needs things, right? And so they come to you to get all these things. So what do you have to do? At that point, you're writing a check or you're giving them cash. But then you have this home-based business. You have activities that they can do. You may not like doing social media, but your child is great at social media. They're great at TikTok. They're great at um, administrative work, things of that nature. Then you hire them in the home-based business. You have up to $12,000, that's the current number, right? That you can pay them that doesn't trigger payroll uh, tax, right? So now that's a $12,000 business uh, expense that I don't have to pay taxes on in my business, but I'm able to pay my child. Then what do I do? I write them a check. I don't just give them cash. I write them a meaningful, living, livable wage. They take that check. They cash that check in their bank account. Kids can get bank accounts. Then I teach them how to budget and plan that money. So now, yeah, you may need to get your, you gotta pay your braces. We gotta go get your school clothes. You wanna take a field trip? You wanna go have fun with your friends? Well, how much money you have in your bank, babe? We have to start teaching our kids early what it looks like to be financially literate, what it looks like to budget, what it looks like to plan. Because if not, they're going to always be in your pocket. And you're going to be trying to push them to go work for somebody else's last name. Why not work for your last name, their last name? I keep trying to get to your family businesses, but you keep saying to me things. But now let's go and segue into that. Yeah. When I was in high school, I would call my dad. My dad has a bail bonds business. He's been in bail bondsing since the 70s. He's been on Greenwood since 2005, right? So I need money. I want to go to prom. I get to college. I need money for books, or I just need money because I want to have money in my pocket. Guess what my dad always had me do? Something to get the money, whether it was ironing his shirts because he was also working at the post office or coming into the office and doing paperwork, helping him just make do the, the, the tedious work that frees up his time, but also allows for me to, to start establishing a work ethic to earn my money. So now I learn how to earn my keep. I learned that nobody owes me nothing. I learned that I'm able to buy things based off of what I bring in. If I want to eat, I got to work. You see? So with that concept, I, I experienced that through my family because my family are entrepreneurs. So once you become an entrepreneur and you start learning and developing your business, and then you start putting two and two together, you start doing your trauma work, right? And start healing from that. Now, when, when certain moments when I think, man, I asked dad for $100 and he didn't give me the money, I'm not mad no more because I'm like, well, but you didn't do no work to get it. You didn't, you didn't, after a while, it got to a point that my dad taught me. So I remember calling him one day. I used to call him. He taught me to call him and say, Dad, here's what I need. What do you have that I can do so I can get this money? Then as you get older, you start seeing your friends and they're not, you know, their family is not as organized like that. And you're like, well, they family just give them stuff. Why my family don't just give me stuff? Dad, can I get $100? Well, no. 
daddy don't love me, right? But then when she started doing the work, then you remember, no wait, Toya. He told you how to interact with him when it comes, especially specifically the money. Call him and ask him what you can do. Something as easy as come wash the dishes. Something as easy as I got five work shirts, can you earn that? And you can get the $100, come on now. But I, he was instilling something in me. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. You're talking about we sort of need to instill that in our family. Yeah. Black and Hispanic families, like we need to do more of that. Do you feel like white families teach their kids that way or is it because of kind of the way this country is set up towards us that we have to push it? We have to push it. You know, I do have families of all ethnic groups, first and foremost. We serve all ethnic groups. Um, about 25% of our client base is not black, is not a minority, is white, okay? Um, and they eat it up because these are things, these are conversations that they once had, right? And maybe they didn't really get the hand holding because, you know, trust fund babies or babies that come from a civil hinder spoon, after a while, you can get cut, what they call cut off from the finances if you don't do something that the family wants you to do. So then they meet our firm, they meet me, and I start educating them. And they're like, I know this. And then they come in and we serve them. I would love for more of my people to hear the conversation and actually walk through these doors, not just tell me they're going to call, not just ask me for my card, but actually execute. So that's what we're getting more into. But everybody needs these concepts because they're white folks they doing this they know to do it because they're having the conversation the issue with minorities especially the black and browns is that we know we should be doing these things but then when you hear again when you hear how insurance claims weren't played about the tulsa race massacre you're discouraged to put these things in place because it's like well i don't want to lose money if they're not like what's the point of buying the insurance paying into insurance that they're not gonna, if they can say something or pick out a little fine print and not pay me. So that's another reason why education is important. It's important for people to not run from it because that is possible, but either way, what if that's not gonna be your reality? So we, especially as minorities, we just have to trust that this information is out here, these strategies are out here, and we actually need to put them in place regardless because we never know it can work. Because of our unhealed trauma, we always, you know, um, we're always concentrating on the side of error when we really should be more concentrated on this is going to be successful for me. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. 
So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. But the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You had told us about literally your dad there, his wife there, your cousin there. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to us about sort of the importance, like why is all of your family right here on this main strip? And, and sort of talk about the idea of like land ownership and things like that. Yeah, I mean, we're on this strip. I, I believe my my particular family, we, we do lease space out of this particular strip of uh, North Tulsa. However, do we truly own our businesses, right? Because we don't own our space. And so a lot of what has been instilled, especially in me, and now that I'm so aware of what my dad used to say, now, he, now he'll tell you he's been on Greenwood for 17 years. The amount of rent that he's had to pay from day one to where he is now, including his rent increases, right? His security deposits and things of that nature. All of that money, even if in the last 10 years he would have taken whatever that money is and actually went and bought him a building, right? He, would, he could truly say, I own this building, my, my business. So we're here, we circulate accordingly, it's nice, but ultimately we do want to truly be 100% black owned business, including the space in which we serve our, our, our clients um, and interact with our community. Because I think that's more important than just rent and paying someone rent, unless you're paying rent to a black organization or a black landlord who is making available commercial space so that you can um, exchange accordingly. So on, on Greenwood, current day Greenwood Avenue, we have a souvenir shop, we have a bail bondsman company, we have a barber shop, we have a corner store, we have restaurants, we have um, service providers in the financial industry, we have real estate um, professionals, authors, lawyers, a jewelry store, an art gallery, we have a lot, we have a training school, we have a boxing school, we have a studio, music studio, we have a, a, ball- a, a dance studio that teaches ballet, tap, tumbling. We have all these great businesses, most minority-owned, or black-owned, I should say. Um, We have a couple neighbors who are not black, 
but they they contribute much to the community and what what that looks like as far as diversity and as far as the industries that we offer here on Greenwood Avenue. In general, all of our businesses um, over the last three years have improved. Um, we generate about 3.8 million a year um, in revenue. And we've improved, we've improved to get to this number based off of doing much work as it relates to business development marketing, mentorship, but one of the greatest barriers that we all possess is access to funding so that we can hire and create jobs in our community to do what? Eliminate the generational wealth gap in our community. So each one of our businesses, some family, most family owned and operated, we need access to funding. We need to understand how to um, develop our business plans in a way and having the confidence to actually go and ask for funding. We have to understand better how to then utilize the funding once we get it so that we understand how to prioritize certain business expenses within our, our, our respective businesses. Um, and another strategy point is really trust and understanding how to expand our businesses um, so that as we're creating jobs, we can trust that the people that we're hiring are going to operate daily in our businesses so we can free our time as if they are the owners. So in general, we have diversity here on the block. We all have needs. But the ultimate need that we all need is access to funding with no strings attached so that we can grow. Because we do not want what happened in 1921 to happen again. To your point as far as, I had an unplanned, so I had an unplanned pregnancy, right? And, and having an unplanned pregnancy back in 2017 had just was, hadn't even really moved back, but my unplanned pregnancy is the reason why I have this space right now. With having this space and really getting serious about being an entrepreneur, being here every day on Greenwood, like I realized I had to get myself together and I had to start really being consistent and practicing the things that I preach, right? So with that, learning ways that my newborn child could be a tax write-off, right, for me, even at six months, one, two, now she's three years old and we're starting to create more product development around her, it's not a burden. So a lot of times in our community, we get pregnant, unplanned, unwed, most times, and we have an issue and we try to make the child the issue. But the child is not an issue. In fact, the child is a blessing in a way because <laughs> your child can actually not be a burden on your finances, your child could actually be the way out so that you can build wealth. So that's what I do a lot of. In my book, I teach people how to start their business and how to get everything going so that they can have wealth. It's, it's important for people to understand, especially in the black and brown community, on how to start a business and how to employ their family to make it a tax deduction, specifically their children. So let's go back to 
what we can learn from businesses that have recently left or haven't worked out in the near future? Like, I mean, from the past, just businesses that have left Greenwood, things that we can learn from them um, just include business management, um, daily operations, and actually, you know, money management. Those are probably the, the three biggest things. A bonus would be um, incorporating technology and, and being able to serve beyond these four walls. So a lot of what we're doing is really teaching people, you can pay homage to what we call now Black Wall Street, um, and build a Black Wall Street in your own hometown, right? In your own living room. And what that looks like is being able to serve because honestly, if you go back to 1905 through 1921, that's really what it was about. It was about being available to serve and not worrying about what anybody else is doing. You could be selling the same thing that I sell and I can promote you, but still do what I'm doing and we both can still be successful. So that's really what we, we learn from our past um, tenants and businesses that have been here, um, but most importantly, that's what we learn as we do our work. So what have you seen as maybe the most common mistake? You know, you don't gotta be specific and say, well, that I mean, it's just relationship. I think relationship is very, very important. Relationship building and cultivating relationship and communicating. I mean, most recently, that's one of the weaknesses that I've seen um, with a tenant who, who is no longer with us was just a lack of communication and a lack of kind of a compromise and understanding how to get what you want without having to leave. Well, I mean, a lack of vision, a lack of executing a vision is probably a big, a big part of it. Um, just having people who are uh, responsible for this space, not really knowing how to execute the vision of having a grocery store, a daycare, um, they're doing better. I will give them that. They've, they've, they've done a lot better with tapping into the community to figure out what is needed so that Greenwood can be that location where people come and they see. So right now we have uh, our corner store that just opened, which is, was so big that we didn't just have a place that people could come to Greenwood as they're touring to just get, you know, a single serve soda pop or bag of chips or just a quick little souvenir here and there. And so we're, we're growing now. So they're learning. The leadership, I will say, is learning that they have to tap into what are the needs of the people that are going to come to this place, and let's let's present that. So I do. I, I see more coming to Greenwood Avenue um, as it relates to farmers markets. We do have those, but just some things that can be more permanent um, and meeting those needs. Yeah. Yeah, definitely mental health. Um, I, I just want I just want our people to to heal and to keep doing the work to heal. As we're listening to the various stories of trauma and tragedy, I just want us not to be discouraged. I want us to use that to move to really drive ourselves forward. I want us to work together. I want us to gather our resources. I want us to uh, be better money managers and, and really thrive. And I want us to stop blaming people for um, all of these gaps. And I just want us to just start working together and moving forward. You can reach me um, on my website, rosetaxsolutions.com, uh, latoyarose.com. You can come to Greenwood Avenue, 107 North Greenwood Avenue. Many of the merchants are our clients, so we want you to come here, 
patronize, you can drop your taxes off, you can send them in. We're actually uh, bonded and licensed in all 50 states. So we provide virtual services, our online tax desk, our mobile tax desk service, as well as in-office tax uh, services. And we have a tax school that'll be opening in July and training people from all over the world. So it is virtual. You can learn a new skill and have some predictable money. And then also the Black Wall Street Exchange, just keeping up with that at TulsaBWSE.com. In Atlanta. So I would just, so Vision Studios, I would do a lot of trainings like there um, with like the music guys and then I'd be in Bankhead doing um, in-house and so like Blue Flame, I did a couple of uh, trends. I did a couple of trainings at Blue Frame and Blue Frame. Um, but a lot of what I do is just kind of making, I know it's complex, but when I do my trainings, I make it really fun and interactive. So a lot of what I do is like hands-on because I feel like if you, I can talk at you, but if we're working through, because if you look in that book, it's like a workbook, right? So if we're working through these things while I'm training you on something and now you can see your own life, you're better able to leave that particular training, not only empower, but actually transform and working it and doing what you gotta do. So that's that's my secret sauce. Like that's ultimately what I love to do. But yeah, I mean, we can service provide all day long as it relates to tax prep too. But what I love to do is train. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free at 